0: Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. So easy, Paul can do it. Welcome to the Bass and Brews Podcast, your weekly distraction from other high quality podcasts. And now, your host, Alex from Swamp Rat Fishing, and the co hostess with the mostest, the
1: Jabberhammer, Paul Roberts.
0: Hello. Paul. That was the quietest heyo I think I've ever heard you <laughs> do. Did
2: well, that intro you know,
0: call
1: you the hostess? Did I hear that right? Oh yeah, he's the hostess with the mostess. Just checking. Good, <laughs> like it. I like it. I, What's I up, everybody?
2: Names that stick, but none of them are worth a damn. None of them are.
1: Well, <laughs> we've
0: uh, we've got a great show today for everybody. We've got Joe from the Cut and Retie podcast. Uh, We're just going to jump right into it. Before we go to it, I'm supposed to shout this out. Hey, Mark, uh, I know you're listening. What kind of fishing kit uh, do you want me to put together for you? Mark's a mail carrier, uh, so is my wife, and he ensured that she could have some days off last week, and uh, she bribed him because she's like, my husband has too much fucking tackle anyways, so he'll make you a fishing kit. And then uh, she told me yesterday, she's like, yeah, Mark listens to your show. So, Mark, tell Amanda, uh, what do you want? And uh, we'll make sure we have a kit by next week.
1: I'll hook them up, man. In my line of work, people are like, do you ever sell any of your excess tackle? I'm like, no, I can't do that because you don't sell freebies. That's not PC. Mm, right. well, I'll, bar- I'll barter with it. You drop some, some rods <laughs> off to your mechanic at-, at Christmas time, you might get a free oil change. next you month. Do. You know what I mean? It works.
0: That's a great call. All right, Joe. So uh, as uh, well, I'll-, I'll let Paul do it. I really uh, fucked it up. But Paul's got this great <laughs> opening line to intro for you go ahead paul yeah yeah
2: but but first i want to say that i'm really excited to have somebody on here uh the cut and retie podcast that means that you should have some good tips and tricks on knots and tying lures you son of line. a bitch you because son
0: of a bitch paul
2: alex alex for whatever reason is a seaman man and he apparently cannot tie fishing knots so i'm good I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where we go with that but joe hey. What has brought you here right now, tonight, in front of us two knuckleheads? What is the journey that has brought us
1: here now? Uh, It was a long journey. Uh, Alex DM'd me on Instagram and said, Hey, would you come on our podcast? And I was like, Yeah, man, sure. (laughs) That sums it up. I'm, uh, dude, it worked. I, I always tell people, having podcasted myself for so long, especially being weekly. I know the pain of lining out guests. I know what that's like, where you can be sweating bullets. Like, am I going to get so as long as I'm not traveling or super busy and I have the time, dude, I'm easy. It's happened so many times. People are like, Would you... is there any chance you might possibly consider? I'm like, yeah, man, when do you need me? So this I love this stuff, dude. This is this is what I'm about is just chilling and chatting with cool, fishy people. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you guys reached out. This, I already yeah, love I mean, the I'm, intro. Uh, you sold me with the intro with the hostess. I was like, ah, oh, these guys, we can hang with them. <laughs> cool.
2: Well, that's one thing that I learned when Alex was on his two separate tours and I was doing everything, mm-hmm. is that other podcasters, you, you kind of reach out to them because you know you listen to their stuff. You don't know them. It's a cold call. I'll, every one of them are so open to being on other podcasts. Yeah. And it's it's because we enjoy this. We like doing it. So Yeah. It's always nice to be able to reach out to other podcasts because you know you go, Well, I can't do it no next week, but let's you know they get excited about it.
1: Well, yeah, and for, for, for me too, and I'm sure you guys get it. Like, um, it's it's sort of like when you run your own boat, right? You're in charge of everything, you gotta find the fish. And then it's nice you go on somebody else's boat if they're a captain's like, I don't have to do anything today. So it's very <laughs> nice. I don't have to think of the questions. Right. I just get to sit here and shoot the shit, which is super fun and I don't have to worry about anything. So it's always nice to go on somebody else's show. Uh, I, well, I we really don't do think
2: it. We don't think of no damn questions either, like Alex. (laughs) That's right. I'm gonna see.
1: I'm gonna see how this goes. I'm like, maybe these dudes know how to do it better, and I'm preparing too much. I'm worrying about (laughs) it too much. Hey,
2: Alex used to have notes and shit written down, and I chastised his ass so damn bad he just quit. He quit doing it. That's the story. Go ahead.
1: No, no, I was gonna say I wish I could do that, and sometimes I try. Like I'll prep for a show and be like, just go in completely unprepared. And the writer in me, I just, I, I get too nuts. And like at the last minute, I'll be scribbling. Just thinking, I'm like, just have something, just have some yeah, kind of right. plan, some kind yeah. of framework.
2: Yeah. We always, we always have something that intrigues us about the social media typically right. That, that we always, we, we just wait for the timing to be right to do it. Now that's the, that's the story and getting you on the podcast. What is, what is the, the journey your fishing journey or your boating journey? Your, your podcasting journey, what is, what is that story? What does that look like?
1: Ooh, that's a long, uh, that's a, that's a long story, my friend. Uh, so hey, we've I'll...
2: had three-hour episodes before, so you have all the time in the world. This is your
1: podcast. Okay. Well, it's a long story, but I'm still going to do the abridged version so we can talk about other fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, how did how did I get into the podcast and video game? I I mean, uh, I I just I sort of fell into this gig when print was still king in the early 2000s, and uh, I I I was in this weird time frame where everything changed. Like the 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 changes to media in the relatively short 17 year career I had, I equate it to like. You know your your great great grandparents going from horse drawn carriage to seeing a Ford Model A in a relatively <laughs> short time.
2: Yeah. Um.
1: Right. And I I I think uh, as I I'm a writer at heart. Like first and foremost, I'm a writer. And uh, you know, I started out in in print journalism, working for Jersey Anglers, Saltwater Sportsman, then Field and Stream. But as things moved hmm. along, um, I I really kind of adapted I guess like whereas some people were sort of turned off like oh video nobody wants to see that oh this no I was like no this is different this is cool what what do we do with this and being a writer um has really helped me you know I, we were just joking about preparedness for a podcast that's the writer in me like I need something written down and then I feel like that skill helps me if not I I, don't know, I just certainly don't script shows but uh, you know, mm-hmm. figure out an outline, figure out a plan. Uh, when you're working on a video, telling a story in video is really no different than writing one down in print. you know, beginning middle and end, and where how does this lead to this? Um, so you know, um, I just sort of adapted along the way and tried new things and was lucky to work with people uh, at Field and Stream, uh, in particular. you know this is at a time when YouTube was fledgling and and things like that. And I was like, "Hey, I'm going to start a fishing show." He was like, "Yeah, okay, cool, go try it. Do you know?" So it was—it's was kind of neat to fall into this at this very sort of experimental time where, where nothing is like it is now, and everybody was just trying to figure things out. And um, I just gravitated to personality-driven media. You, your personality comes across in writing, but you know, not the way it can doing uh, doing video mm-hmm. and podcasting. And I, my my whole deal was I started making what I wanted, like the Hookshot Show. I don't know, I just I just made a fishing show that I'd like to watch with the music I like to hear, and I've always had this attitude of, if you like it, cool, and I love you. If you don't, if I'm not your thing, that's okay, too. You know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but that has led to a bunch of things. I mean, I, I shot the Hookshot show for 11 years. I did the Hookshots podcast for two years, and all of that was produced, edited, figured out, planned, mapped by me. And then uh, I was at Meat Eater for two years, where we did the Bent podcast, which was a lot of fun that was a a next level podcast in the way it was formatted and i got to be on their dos boat series and i had a series there called b-side fishing and now i'm i'm sort of out of my own i started my own little media company and cut and retie is now my baby so uh it's been a long time coming i've been i've been dying to try that but uh now, I mean, you guys are living proof of this. It's like power to the creator right now. Gone are the days mm-hmm. where if you're not associated with a brand, uh, you don't have an audience or a voice. Not true anymore, man. This is, this is sort of a, the, the new era of media where being so closely associated with a brand, um, I don't think it, it means what it did 20 years ago. So you either rode with those changes and adapted and embraced all that, or you didn't. And I've seen a lot of really talented people sadly go by the wayside because they were, I mean, I, I came up in the era where there were guys I worked with who were like internets. I'm not (laughs) posting my stories on the internets. And it was like, well, see you later, but you know, either get with it or don't. So it all just started with being willing to get with it. And I've just had a lot of fun making stuff ever since, you know, you
2: you mentioned brand being affiliated with a brand. Mm -hmm. I come from a sales background. And so we all, have our own brand and what, what Twitter, what Twitter allowed a lot of folks to do was to show that brand through writing through tweets. Yeah. What Instagram and Tic Tac have allowed us to do is allow people to create that brand with a video Mm -hmm. short, that short form form video. Yeah. And now you see all these people that would never have their own brand ever before all this happened podcasting too because we can do this through visual and audio we we can come out with our own brand and then the people who like it that's what you build that brand off yeah and so we don't have to have that that big multi million dollar marketing pr firm to brand them through us we have our own damn brands
1: yeah and and listen to to be clear i'm certainly not knocking anything in the past i would not be here without field and streaming and Mediator. <laughs> i would not be able to do what i'm doing now without that but i also do recognize to your point that um you know if you're smart about it you can build your own brand and, and more so it makes it, it sort of adds it sort of questions what is success with a brand is it a million people behind your brand? Is that a successful well, to some people, depending on what their brand is? Yeah, that's what they're going for. Maybe for you or me, if you have a thousand dedicated people who really like what you're doing, that's that's your win, you know, so it, it's it it's all sort of relative too. there is no marker. There is no gold standard of like, well, if I didn't do this and get here, I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Success is what whatever you want it to be now. You know, so, I, I think uh, that's super pressure. important.
0: I saw this whole thing where it was like, um, I'm a big uh not a TikTok guy, but I like TikTok. I'm a thirty eight-year-old man who
2: fucking loves TikTok.
1: Did Paul call it TikTok, by the yeah, way? Yeah, he's uh he's a little special. Yeah.
2: I was I was hundred percent against TikTok because I was trying to grow Instagram and I enjoyed it. And Alex got me on there, and I swear the first time I went on there it was a it was during the bippity boppity boof. And the people were, you know, coming out. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, and like I scrolling through, I'm like, "What in the Sam Hill is this bullshit?" And so I got off. But then, as he got it, as he, you know, kicked me in and pulled me in, kicking and screaming, and I saw what the Bass and Bruise TikTok did. I was like, "It's pretty cool." So I got into it. Now I'm a 40 year old man, and you know, my family and all like to pick on me and shit, but I love it. It's fun. I well, to have a damn good ass time,
1: you know, and and, and I'm I'm uh, I'm smart enough and honest enough to be able to admit this. I I you know I I here I am ragging on guys back in the day who didn't want to post a story. They didn't want to learn how to post a story on the internet.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: enjoy social media. It's a lot of fun. But also, I am not that interested in being everywhere because, to your point, it started out with Facebook. It's like I'm putting mm-hmm. everything into Facebook, and I'm mm-hmm. working really hard to grow the Hookshot's Facebook account, which I did organically. Never gave him mm. a nickel. Mm-hmm. Then yes. all these people are like, well, how come you're not on Instagram? I'm like, because I'm on Facebook. I don't have time yes. to do two things, damn it. Like, can't just – Go on fucking Facebook if you want to see me. And then as I got more into Meat Eater, like I started working with them. Well, they put even more emphasis on social. And they're like, hey, bud, you better get yourself on Instagram. So, Mm -hmm. okay, now I spend two years trying to grow that and having them help me and like putting everything in there. And it's funny because now I'm at the point where I'm all in on Instagram and I just (laughs) auto kick Instagram to Facebook. And I can't do shit on Facebook anymore. I have a public figure page there or whatever. I can't grow it and I refuse to give Facebook a nickel. I will not yep. give them a nickel. So just what I guess what I'm driving at is just when you think you're doing good, some mm-hmm. asshole comes along and they're like, Well, you're not on TikTok. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Come it's a, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know on end, but I know in the end, Paul, you and I lose because they are mm-hmm. right. Like, if you really mm-hmm. want to play the game, you should be making an effort to do all the stupid things. But that's the that's the I'm 40, I'm turning 40 in a couple months. That That's the old man in me. Like, so it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I get it what the kids are doing with the socials, but I don't feel like doing nine of them. Okay. I don't have time for that shit. I got kids in a lawn to mow <laughs> Instagram and Facebook. That's what you got. You know what I mean? So, hey, but I, the same, I'll lose in the end, yeah,
2: it's the same thing. I didn't want to have two things, and I was all in on doing my Instagram thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I started, when I got into the TikTok, I was cross posting the the videos on Instagram, not caring about the views anymore. And I'm like, you know what, this is a whole nother step I don't want to do. So I post some stuff on there still. But I enjoy I enjoyed how the TikTok, the the video format and the people I just like how it goes. But yeah, it, it took me a while to be like, all right, just forget about Instagram and go play around on TikTok. And now I like it. So whatever's next, we'll figure it out. But right I, now I'm on Tiki
1: I have no inherent issue. In fact, like I like Instagram reels, which is basically TikTok, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I get it. But my thing is, um, I guess for I'm just gonna be real blunt. I can't come up with enough stupid shit to post there to feed TikTok long enough. I understand exactly what TikTok and Reels is about. And I guess because of my background in video editing and making long form video, I always have this nagging thing that it's like, well, if you're gonna make a reel, Make sure it says something. Now, maybe you get lucky and it's something that's really appealing and goes a little viral, some funny clip or something. But I'm not going to manufacture, as an example, uh, I, I, uh, a listener of mine who, who's got his own page sent me this video of a buddy of his falling off a boat on a tuna trip just as they're rolling up to a blitz. So this dude falls over and he goes sweeping down into the prop wash. And he's like, oh, Jake, and then just kept casting. Just like didn't <laughs> care about his friend and kept casting. And I was like, bro, that's really funny. Like, I'd love (laughs) to repost that. I'll tag you guys, whatever. Well, dude, that thing went, like, to the moon. But that, in my mind, that is worth a reel. Like, that was something really unique and funny and worth it. Otherwise, I make a reel, and it's basically for my following. It's not going to go viral just for my following. Right. But then, per the algorithm and numbers, actually, that did shit. Right? So – To make it in TikTok and reels, you just have to be willing and have this archive of enough completely inane, stupid shit that you can make it go. And I don't have time for that. I'm not. What? Oh, he's got it. He's dumb as shit. He's got
0: a Ton of shit to put out there. Yeah, I'm what, what, an
2: idiot.
1: We've brought this put up out
2: four to six a day <laughs> of because they're like 2nd sec- there's seven seconds, ten to ten or seconds or That's less. The key. I have I have stuff where I just I, I have. You open it up, you look at the real or the TikTok, and it's like you're looking at something. I point the camera. I say, y'all look, and then you look back at it, and then I'm like, huh, ain't that something? And then I
1: stop. <laughs> And it's people a, love this stupid okay, fucking thing. But but you know what? He's smarter. You're smarter than me. Like that's that's how you win. Like I'll I'll I will give you that. Like that's how you win. But I I just can't. There I, like there ha- I guess there has to be a reason for me. I can't get yeah. behind doing it just to do it to like hope it goes viral. Cause I think I'm just playing the game different. I am still the old man that looks at social. Like the original point of this was to connect with your people and your audience. Yep. And yep. if you grow, that's cool. If more people find you great, welcome. But I, I guess I don't really care that much about getting in front of people that won't follow through. So Yeah. I I don't know, 500,000 people watched the reel of the guy falling over on the boat. How many of them converted to my podcast? Mm -hmm. How many of them followed me and then stuck with me because of that? I probably a very, very small number. So it's like, you know, it's it's but again, it's all your own reasons. It's all what you want to get out of it. You know, it's such
0: a weird give and take. And I I, I will say. So for us, so like we're pretty active on the TikTok for the podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, that has actually grown us a shit ton mm-hmm. for this podcast. Yeah. So it, it's TikTok right now, I feel like for the outdoors genre, um, it's, <clears throat> you know, it's such a good spot as it, it's a very big community now. So and we'll do like behind the scenes uh, or like questions like, "Are oh, we got this guy on the show. What question do you want me to ask him? And that'll go out as like a five second, you know, TikTok. Very minimal effort, and it helps like build a viewer base of like, like our some of our fans. What we've got, Tori, the the historian, who's listening to like every episode. She can tell tell us how many times we've mentioned other podcasts. Like, and but we were That's able cool. to get most yeah. of that through TikTok, and it, it's kind of like how Instagram used to be, where it was a really close community. But now there's so many bots and there's so many clout chasers. While you go to TikTok, especially in the outdoor realm, there's not a lot of that, but. To, to, to what you're saying, I'm totally with you. I've like manufactured, I sat there and I've edited up a TikTok video, a 15 second <laughs> clip. I've spent hours fucking putting in, color correcting, trying to make download the fucking song. So this thing like just hits all the beat drops perfect. No fucking views. But me huh. holding the camera to my face going like, man, I hope the fish think about me. Just as much as I think about them, they fucking love that. They love the the raw uh, side of it.
1: And 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 what do you really learn is that you don't know anything. Just when you exactly. think you have it figured out, it's mm, wrong. Yep. Now, I mean, I, again, I I probably should dive into TikTok. I, I'm probably not, at least not yet, but I should. But okay, I'm like, I'll play your little reels game. I'll play. You want reels? I'll play yeah. your reels game. And since I started cut and retie, which didn't launch that long ago, it's it's only mm. been you know about a month. Mm-hmm. I've really made the effort to shoot a little social when we're in in my studio and put together a little teaser thing, and they don't crush it on reels. Like yeah, man falling overboard, boom, big fish getting landed, boom. But I want to, I want to grow through that effort, but so far, like my core people will watch it, right? but it's certainly not netting anything else, you know, well, and maybe I, that a, changes. I don't know, but
2: here, here's a good anecdotal piece of evidence for bass and bruise. When, when I came on and, and Alex went on, went on his first tour I was still active on the social media, mainly through Instagram, putting out the stuff that we did, highlighting it, two or three posts, and they, they did not get tons of views and likes and all that stuff. But our audience for the podcast grew exponentially.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When Alex went on the second tour, I didn't do shit. and We were lucky we got an episode out every week, mm-hmm. but the social media mm-hmm. side lacked. And what we saw is we saw we still saw our listens were still good and growing, but the new people coming in started to decline. Right. And and that was a direct correlation from me not doing shit on social media to the time before where I still was pumping it out. Even though they weren't doing great by any means, they were still bringing new people to the podcast and when we, I didn't do that, we saw the decline in the new people coming in, and we're like, shit, you know, we got we to make – it doesn't matter what platform is going out, Instagram yeah. or TikTok, both, but having that outreach, regardless of views and likes, was, was key.
1: Well, I mean, here's the bottom line. If, you, if, there's, if there's no takeaway other than this, this is fact, and I've, I've said this to so many people. Um, you, can, you can go all in, or you can, you can half-ass social. The bottom line is you have to be there. You Mm -hmm. you 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 have to be there. You can be there a little bit and see how that goes for you. You can go all in, balls to the wall, five posts a day, a million TikToks, if that's what you think you need to do. But you 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 have to be there to to some extent. I mean, that is no matter what genre you're trying to make it in, you you have to be there
0: now. But but what's funny? So if you go to the first episode of Cut and Retie, you had that uh, captain. I'm sorry, I forgot his name.
1: Eric Kerber, uh,
0: right? Yeah, you guys specifically on that first episode talked about how he's got a garbage social game and he doesn't need it because his word of mouth eventually gives enough results.
1: That's true. But I think the difference there between a charter captain in Jersey and a podcast is that uh, your 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 clientele, if you want to use that, is limitless. I mean, he's got a short season. He's very well known in the state between getting weathered out and all that junk you're only going to be able to run so many trips per year. And he has just been around long enough where it's not that he wouldn't like to grow. It's impossible. He has one boat and one guy. You call and book Mm -hmm. the day, the day's off the books. Can't get you any, can't get anybody else out. So you, you are right in that sense, but it's just a very, it it, kind of be like us saying like, Oh, well we got a thousand listeners. Well, we're good job done. We're good. You know, (laughs) but it's so you're, you're right. But in that particular case, he's just kind of a veteran man. I mean, his yeah. his his word of mouth reputation is enough to keep asses on the boat, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: But I th- I thought that was great. Obviously, you guys had a connection. You talked about that. I, I I I like the direction that you're taking. Cut and retie with that. It's like you hit like an everyday guy for that yeah. very first episode. You could have easily gotten a a big big, big name in the outdoor industry. Instead, he went with this dude that you've known forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was such a good interview. You could you could see what, it's not like crazy different from Bent, but it, it's definitely like
1: yeah, it's own a, flavor on it. It's, it's, it's a combo. I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys ever listened to any of the old Hook Shots podcast. I had no idea what I was doing. And that was straight long form interview. And right. Bent, of course, was very segmented and, and came off more like a 90s radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a lot of people love Bent. A lot of people loved hook shots. You had, you know, people saying, man, just you're really good at long form. Just talk, just do it. You had people who love bent. So when I came back with cut and re retime, I'm like what's the happy medium here? Mm-hmm. So we're sort of back to just the rap session, which is what I wanted. Now that I have a, a dedicated studio space and sort of a hang to do that in. It's fun to be able to get people sitting there when possible. Um, but making short segments is fun. That's where the creativity mm-hmm. comes. Talking is just talking, coming up with these different short segments. You see what works and you drop, kill that one. And, Somebody comes along and says, you should do this. And that's a good idea. That's fun. So I'm, 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 I'm keeping it right now at two segments per show. So mm-hmm. we're basically talking and then we'll, we'll, we'll work in a, a strategic little break there, hit a segment. I talk about the segment with my guest, and then we do, we do two of those per show. Um, so it's it's, it's it's been a ton of fun so far. The feedback's been awesome. I, I actually, I feel really back in my groove, you know, so happy about that.
2: I like seg- i listen to a lot of podcasts I like the long form i like the short form I like those segmented the the classic radio type form podcast the segment of stuff is interesting to me because it seems like it's a it's a it's a one eighty you have mm-hmm. something going on and then it's like boom all right we're gonna go into this real quick and you dive into it and so it it re engages me I do a lot of driving so i I have this you know I listen to all these podcasts and I'm like this is good you know da, 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 da. and tomorrow I can't remember not a day I can't remember who the hell the guest was.
1: Yeah, and there's but, trade-offs. There's trade-offs, right? So I mean yeah. as much as people loved Bent and loved that rapid fire thing, uh it was very common for me to get comments from people like man that was a great segment you did with Oliver Nye or whoever. God, I would have loved to have just heard you guys keep talking for a while cuz that was really funny and you know, it's sort of pigeonholing. You want to go that segmented route, which was different. There was no other fishing podcast quite like that. Um, then yeah, you don't give yourself any room. So you can't win, but you also can't please everybody. No matter what mm. you do, there's somebody's not gonna like it. So you just do the best you can, you know. And it was it, it was very fun. And I'm glad I'm I'm proud to have gotten to do bent for two years there because I, I I learned so much doing that style that has now helped me with cut and retie. And I really do feel like cut and retie is sort of the best of everything I've done and it's right mm. where I want it to be,
2: you know. Yeah, that's the learning experience. You're able to take what's the happy medium, exactly what you
1: said. Yeah. yeah.
2: How do I take a little bit of each and make this shit gold?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know lead you know it doesn't have to be gold whatever <laughs> <laughs> just don't turn down the fish gullet stolen copper whatever oh dude please <laughs> can we not bring? can we oh my god we have
2: that. not talked about that ever there's been a few little kicking the nut references and then we're off but we are hell no we ain't going into that shit Everybody be like, I know this has been talked about the last month, but we're going to fucking talk about it again. I'm like, yeah. no, please. I, I
1: I just talked about it yesterday. My listeners won't hear it for a few weeks, but I'm like, I, I literally closed the conversation like, is everybody happy now? We talked about it <laughs> and we're never, ever, 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 ever talking about it again.
0: What What's funny is I'll look at like my YouTube feed and it'll just be like all these folks that I sub to and it's like everybody's putting their – they're two cents in it. and everybody's kind of got like the same fucking thing to say. And I'm like, yeah. All right, guys, like quit, quit beating this horse for views or whatever it is. Like, I
2: don't, everybody but, knows like, it's so fucking stupid. It's so I, I, fucking stupid. But, but it's the social media world. You yeah, hop on yeah. that fucking bandwagon and you ride it until you can't ride it no more. It's the same thing with Instagram and TikTok. Not so much Facebook anymore. To me and grandma and grandpa, people's is on there. but And, and, and Joe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I'm sort of half there. I like, I, I see, I see. I'm going to put my foot in my mouth because I know you guys aren't going to edit it. I don't care. Yeah. If anybody has a problem, message me and, and I'll have a heart to heart. But I look at Facebook now, like, kind of like, is a little bit the old folks home? And just out of respect, every once in a while, I'll just nudge the door open and be like, Everybody good in here? You need anything? <laughs> cool. You Good. You good. All right. I'm going to go back. Uh, I'll pop in again next week. Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. how I am with Facebook. <laughs> and honestly, it's not out of, it's not, I mean, I love all my people who are still there and I get it and I'm sorry, but basically I spent five years growing the hook page to almost 50,000. Somehow mm. I did that. Well, man, all them algorithms are different now and mm-hmm. try as I might to, to grow, my personal public page on facebook i can't do it and again look everything's pay to play but i just mm-hmm. happen to feel like instagram and tiktok and shit are just less pay to play right yeah. now than facebook facebook is straight up like i pay, i pay will me say or nobody sees that
0: i will yeah. say yeah, instagram eddy. you know is owned by facebook
1: i understand that and they yeah, are I becoming
0: like they're pumping reels because they want to try to beat tiktok just like youtube's pumping youtube shorts but like you I've been doing this experiment, right, where I don't do any videos on Instagram anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck that. I'm going to take it back to why we liked Instagram, which is a picture and then a long form, like, written caption on it, right? That's why I like TikTok or uh, Instagram. I'm getting fucking no traction at all. And it's specifically, I can tell what it is, and it keeps popping up. They're like, this is a good post, but you should boost it. I'm like, fuck you. You just want me to pay (laughs) to have that pushed above the reels because the reels... I put one out, like, two weeks ago, and that thing, one, it blew up, but it blew up in, like, not an audience that is going to have returns to my brand or the show's brand, right? But, like, I would get really, like, long, like, I put a long caption on a picture, right? It's a great day on the river. Took a fancy, fancy fucking photo. It looked great. Long caption about how great it is to be back on the water after not being on the water for months. Blah, blah, blah. got a lot of comments, like big, I mean, oh, full engagement. Like, mm-hmm. if, if they want you to sit there and stare at that screen,
2: that's what they got out of that post. And it fucking didn't get pushed to anybody. Like,
1: well, yeah. you
0: didn't call no. out a
2: boat, and you didn't cast a lure off on the first cast. So I was wearing a bikini, hate. though, so it should have
0: clicked at <laughs> least one of those boxes.
1: I, I I certainly see all this, and I'm cognizant of all this. You know, they don't promote this, they don't promote that, and what I what I also see, and and maybe I'm an idiot, and I probably am. I mean, I know I am. Uh, but I see all these people going on these tirades on Instagram about this, like, yeah. oh, you don't promote pictures anymore, fa- uh, Instagram. Here's a re- here's a picture as a reel. And there's a part of me, there's a part of me, though, (laughs) I I actually, I think that's smart, but there's Mm. also a part of me that sits back and it's like, man, you are worrying way too much about this. I kind of, I kind of look at it like gas prices. People go on and on about gas prices. I honestly, I don't care what the gas prices are. You know why? I have to fucking drive. You got to fucking drive. to drive to live. So I'm not going to lose sleep and go out and pound sand and 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 scream and shout in the street over the gas prices there. They fucking suck. They suck. It's horrible what it costs to fill a truck right now. I got to get my kids to school. I got to drive here. I'm not going to stop fishing and driving to the beach because I want like. So what is the point? It's the it's the same thing with this whole what Instagram is or is not promoting. I, I have not changed a thing. If I have a reel, I post it. If I have a picture I like I post it. And then I walk away, and I don't give a shit because you can't do anything about it anyway. So to yes, right. to waste all these posts complaining about posts <laughs> is just like, God, man, go shoot a deer, catch a fish. Like, <laughs> my God! But well, so so speaking, of I'm fish, right. No. It's just my opinion.
0: You know? No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. And to speak of fishing, just so like people know, so so you are in the Northeast region, right? You're out of uh, what do we cover? Bucks County.
1: Yeah, I'm Bucks at, County, right? PA, right across the river from Jersey, yeah. Which is great.
0: And how I initially found Joe, I think it was either earlier this year or last year, you did a uh, you did a video on catching big chain pickerel. One or of my as, favorite uh, fish. Yeah, as, jackfish. Uh, he calls them jackfish in North Carolina, I guess. Okay,
1: yeah, 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 I've heard that, yeah.
0: Uh, but it was really funny because I remember watching that, that segment of you catching that fish, and I was like, fuck, I know where that's at. And then to come to find out, we're not going to say <laughs> the name, but but Joe's fish, my precious uh, River X, he's been around that area. And uh, I, I really enjoy that you are a multi-species angler, which is fantastic. But you do showcase the roll, which is such an amazing, uh, sometimes annoying, but amazing uh, just beast of an animal.
1: So we were we were talking before we fired up here and, and you're in Hamilton, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um which is south of me, but a lot of quick history there. My family had a boat in Atlantic City my most of my life from first grade to uh, senior year of high school. So I drove through Hamilton every single weekend with my dad all summer in early fall to get to Atlantic City to our boat. So uh, I, I know Hamilton very well. I still hang out in Hamilton sometimes. You got some really cool junkin' stores there, some antique stores and stuff downtown yeah. too. Right? Yeah. Yep. But you know, for all those years, you're driving through the Pine Barrens of, of South Jersey, which I don't think I've ever taken somebody from out of state there that whose mind I didn't blow because people just don't think of New Jersey as having any open space. It's like it's just strip malls and refineries every 10 feet. And there are certainly parts of it where that's the case. But the Pine Barrens are this unique thing, just hundreds and hundreds of square miles of nothing. And uh, I remember, you know, as a as a teenager, we drive through the pines and I would always think like, what's out there? Is there water out there and what's in it? So the second I was old enough to drive, I was telling you I had my old 93 GMC Jimmy that I thought was the grave digger. I, since I was 17 years old, we were we were barreling around on those sand trails and we'd go down there on the weekends with some buddies and just go ripping around. And of course, that was right before. The GPS era. so you'd bring a paper atlas, a road map, <laughs> and you would just go, 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 go until you eventually hit pavement again, and then go find a map, to figure out where the fuck we are, and how we get home. Mm-hmm. But I, I always loved chain pickerel because there's no pike around here. There's limited muskies. Um, that was your toothy fish, and th- I, I just I love them to death. They they have the same behaviors as their bigger cousins, but they're available to much more people all over the country, right? There's there's pickerel far more widespread. And um, I can go catch them in the pond behind the movie theater, which is cool. But the Pine Barons always made it an experience. So it's like, hey, man, we can go pickerel fishing down the street if you want. Or we can go five o'clock this morning and spend a whole day and go off road down in the pines. There won't be anybody around. It's these beautiful tannic rivers and lakes. We might stick a big one. And then we're going to go to the Lily for wings when we're done. And those are Pick-a-lily. fantastic. Ah, dude, one of the best wing joints uh, on the East Coast um very pine barrens and roll. very very yeah. near and dear to my heart man. love those fish very i think underrated. when i first got
0: into uh i, I fished as a kid just so you so I'm a, i'm actually initially from washington state um mm-hmm. and then I, I fell out of fishing uh when i became a like 18 year old and then i got back into it in I'm trying to remember now 2018 i started fishing again and it mm-hmm. was down here and uh the first thing i caught <laughs> was uh well, well, I I caught a bass and I was like, all right, that's cool. Like even as a kid, I didn't largemouth fish. We fished for right. brook trout, brown trout, things like that yeah. up in Washington. So I caught a bass. I was like, that's great. Uh, you know, I lipped them. I saw everybody on YouTube lip them. I'm like, this is awesome. And then a couple casts later, I catch this other thing and I'm like, oh, this thing's this has got to be huge. This has got to be huge. This is a way better fight. And I pull it out and there's this thing and it's just dripping slime and it's uh pretty fucking gross. But I'm like, man, this thing was awesome. And uh, I get the lure out of his mouth and then I uh, go to put my hand uh, in, his, in his mouth for a picture.
1: Thought we were going there. Thought we were and, going uh,
0: there. You only, uh, only did
1: that once, didn't you? Yeah. Only did it once. Also, the
0: only, <laughs> uh, the only chain pickerel I've ever eaten because I said, if that son of a bitch took a part of my finger, I'm going to eat him. Um, wow. Well, but yeah, yeah, it was like a two pound pick roll. I mean, not huge, but a decent size. And he tore my finger up. And it was at Hamilton Lake. I'm like bleeding all over the place. There's all these people out there. And they're like, how did that happen? I was like, I put my finger in his mouth. And I specifically remember there was an old guy. And he was just like, why, why aren't you, you a that? dumb shit? <laughs> I was like,
1: cool, man. Thanks. I, it's it's funny you bring that up about eating them, though, uh, because in that video you're talking about. So that was that was B-side fishing for meat eater. Mm-hmm. Of course, naturally, you know, you work with meat eater. You got to be a little bit more about eating stuff, maybe stuff that you wouldn't have normally ate. And, and I was fine with that because that's their audience. That is their deal is field the table. That's what they do. Right. So I, 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 straight up, man, I never ate no pickerel in my entire life. <laughs> never thought about eating a pickerel, nothing. <laughs> but then when we went to do that show, I'm like, okay, well, no, no better time than the present. So what, what do I do? And uh, what I ended up finding was a recipe for pickerel, uh, pickled pike. And mm. I just used that recipe. We caught a couple of really nice pickerel on that show. Mm-hmm. And I use that recipe, and the beauty of that is you fillet them out and skin them out, chunk them up, leave the Y bones—they're full of bones, billion yep. of bones—you just chunk them up and you you pickle them that way. And after five, six days in the fridge, all the bones go away and I'm dissolved. I can't tell you how many people I've, I, I've I've come to me and they're like, "I saw that recipe. Is that really good?" I'm like, "Try it. It's going to blow your mind." And every single one is like, "Holy shit!" I'm keeping more of these this winter through the ice. Man, it was insanely good. It was yeah. really, really good. I was See, shocked.
2: I I was born and raised in South Carolina, and my county is probably the size of New Jersey, uh-huh. and and has a, probably you know two thousand people in it. Mm-hmm. But down in the South, the way we cook like suckerfish and jackfish is. You, you just, you de de-head, We de-headed pretty much everything and left all the fins on it and you just fried it and ate it. But, but the jackfish, you, you did the same thing. You de-headed it, gut sack out, you washed it, you cleaned it, you cut slits in it. And right. you got the grease smoking hot and you throw that in there. And there was an art to cooking it. There was an art to frying it where it I wasn't was burnt.
1: I've always heard bowls, that.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's an art to cooking it where it wasn't burnt. But the bones were cooked, and you could you could eat it without having to worry about choking yourself or eating a mouthful of bone.
1: I, I've heard that my whole life, and I know that's a big time Southern thing. I've never <laughs> tried it myself because I'm always like, "Well, I'm going to undercook it, or I'm going to do some shit wrong, and the bones won't dissolve." But I know that's a big thing. Like even in the Midwest, there's a lot. There's uh, several bars, like I want to say Oklahoma, Kansas, that they, they 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 have tanks full of common carp. And that is the thing; mm-hmm. they just fillet them, score them, like deep far. fry them like crazy, get rid of all the bones. So I've never tried it that way. The the bigger thing up here with pickerel is you just, you know, lips fins grind them up, and people make fish cakes and fish balls out of them. Fish balls, yeah. There's which is a good, there's a you're spot. not tasting fish like yeah, no really you don't. But there's a kid, spot
0: but, in Estelle Manor. Uh, I'm sure you know where that's at, Joe. Estelle Manor, right by Maze Landing. Like I just, don't No. It, it's like mm-hmm. just south of Lake Lenape. Uh, oh, okay they do feet. they wow. do crab oh, cakes uh-huh. but cool. in the summer they do pickerel cakes and uh, no they are phenomenal
1: i will phenomenal. have to I... You'll i'll have send to, you you, the have details. To, you have to meet me there this summer, oh absolutely I'm, I'm down your way all the time in the summer yeah. we'll go do it that, that i that I would try that in a heartbeat. Uh, Lenape. I used to fish that when I was a little little kid. Sometimes, even when we'd be in Atlantic City, if we had a day, you know, I was like, I want to go catch bluegills. we go to yeah. Lake Lenape from there. So I'm familiar I fucking with that hate too. Lake Lenape.
0: I fucking hate it. That that place is so tough to fish. Uh, I don't know if we actually have a lot of people from New Jersey that listen to this show, but fuck Lake Lenape. That fucking lake. And then there's like giants that get pulled out of there. But I was going to say you gotta have like nine trips. You got to have, like, nine trips of catching nothing. And I also, uh, if we can rewind it all the way back to when I first started podcasting this show, uh, I also shit my pants on Lake Lenape, too.
1: Can so. <laughs> we do everybody's list if we shit our pants over the years? <laughs> um, Lenape, though, not to make you feel bad, but I got a guy who, it, like, he cannot fail there. I mean, he catches stupid huge large mouth and pickerel every time he goes and i will get there with him this fall but that's all i can say about that can't say who can't say what <laughs> but dude look i and, and i forgot about lake L- i hadn't given lake lenape a thought since i was 10 years old right i'm not down there freshwater fishing yeah. anymore he's just sending me this stuff and i'm like how are you doing that mm-hmm. Lake lenape i'm like whoa so you know it's, it's a it's, it's such quiet.
0: a weird like i've i mean i've gotten a couple i've gotten two two big fish out of there Mm -hmm. i've gotten more skunks than anywhere else like i've gotten bigger fish through hamilton lake which is we're gonna get super regional but hamilton lake is known for like 13 inch bass and 14 inch pickerel and that's all they have there yeah and i've gotten bigger ones at hamilton than lenape then i caught a five at a Lenape right out of fucking nowhere and i'm like yeah yeah, i keep going back They, they also have black and white crappie there and wintertime before it ice is over, if you can get out there and sit on those holes, dude, it's a blast. They will eat. I did an experiment two years ago where I just took a cigarette butt <clears throat> and I put it on a hook and I hit it with a highlighter under a float. Mm-hmm. And I was slamming giant black crappie.
1: That's, the old, that's the old Lockwood Gorge dry fly. Not, not, not rising (laughs) to eat anything that you're throwing. Right. Click. Boom. Well, I, I I
0: learned that trip, uh, a family friend of ours, they run a boat out of, uh, Mystic Islands and, uh, we tried to go out front, uh, to do some sea bass fishing Mm -hmm. and it was just, wasn't happening. So he's like, we're going to tuck back. And we did like the back Bay areas and it was the puffer fish back there. The blow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, listen, this is
0: a trick. And I watched this guy and he just smoked, chain smoked three cigarettes, put them all down like a, a high-low rig with three hooks. And he's like, all right, just throw that shit out there. You'll catch them for days. Dude, we caught so much blowfish. It was amazing.
1: I I used to work uh, in the detail bay of a car dealership around here when I was in high school. You know, there's some, 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 some crusty, some bitches that work in the detail bays. (laughs) And there's this this one dude, Don, and he was the party boat guy. He didn't fish anyway, but on a party boat every weekend. If the, if they were going, he was fluking on a party boat and he smoked like a fiend too, but he would buy his Marlboro Reds and then like a pack of Mavericks or whatever, cheap cigarettes. And his his deal was he would put his fluke bait on his hook. So he'd put his minnow and his squid strip on there mm-hmm. and he'd break off a clean filter. He wouldn't do it with a smoke filter, but he'd break off clean filter and he would put it over the hook, like cover the entire point of the hook with the cigarette filter and put a drop of cheddar crab oil on it. And he's like, You drop that down there. It takes a long time for that thing to break apart and it just sucks in the water and just breathes. And pulses and breathes and pulses. He's like, and when they hit it, the hook goes right through the cigarette butt, and you got him. I'm like, that's 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 a taps tips and field and stream circa 1955. It Doesn't work anymore, <laughs> no. but I'm sure he caught fish that way. It's one of those That's videos. a solid okay. tip. Y'all and and again, if you guys up there, what's that?
2: I see. Look, y'all got some redneck ass people. We do. Up there. We do.
1: Dude, South, yeah, I I love hanging out in South Jersey, but people also don't realize you get south of Philadelphia in in South Jersey, yeah, they may as well be down where you are, man. Like it is total southern culture in South Jersey. We got the Caltown Rodeo. I was I was snakehead fishing down there a couple months ago on in a new place, and we got so far back, like all I saw was water pumps, like the farm water pumps in the river and like the like huge industrial sprinklers there's not a road or not a house in sight and i'm like where the fuck am i right now like even i i live here and even i was like this can't we something had to happen yeah dude it's it's pretty country south of philly in south jersey for sure it's uh
0: and all right so so for joe i was gonna mention the tips you just told us that tip right uh i'm gonna go back to that first episode of cut and retie right yeah so you talked about a tip and i think it was on uh yeah, so you talked about not wanting to take a shit at the lake and how to prepare at home. And so I heard that
1: and uh, I what was I in- I open my mouth, I say this stuff, and then it just comes no. back to haunt me. Dude, it well, works. Person, person oh, oh no, I know a- it, I know it works. Yeah. I just think it's funny because that that is actually a tip pulled from a hookshots episode that we did like I don't know, eight years ago. And then I re-mention it on the first episode of Cut and Retie. And then, like, you're, like, the fifth person who's been, like, that works. I'm, like, hey, man, all right. I mean, to the That's point to where,
0: like, like, my kids were, like, I don't like pooping at school. And they, I had the episode on when I drove them into school. And the next morning, I hear the door shut. And I'm, like, what is that? And I go out there. It's, like, 545 in the morning. That's normally yeah. when we wake up in our house. And there's my nine-year-old chugging a cup of water. And I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, Well, I heard on the show, I don't like pooping at school. So if I do this, I'll poop before I go. And I'm like, did she? She did. It it has changed That's my life. That's Listen, a win. P- Paul, so the tip is to chug uh to change the temperature of your body and chug a glass of water.
1: Let, let me tell you where I got it from. I actually I, I learned that many years ago from a, a captain in, in Key West, a good guy, Mike Weinhofer. And I, I don't even remember how it came up, but I was skeptical until I tried it. So, you know, especially in the offshore, anything really hunting, whatever, you just don't want to like poop uncomfortably. Everybody prefers to to evacuate before we get on the water or in the woods for a day. Then this gives certain people anxiety. I know a lot of them. So what the choice number one, which I've been known to do, you can't make it happen. You can't make it rain. You just swallow three emodiums and shit three days later. And like that's that's future Joe's problem. That's one way to deal with it. But not the healthiest. (laughs) Well, this this captain told me, um, he says, look, man, it's, it's just all about getting your body jolted and moving. So he's like, what you do is you put a big ass glass of water on your bedside table before you go to bed. The second your alarm gets off, you sit your ass up and you slam it. I mean, you just chug the entire glass. And then he's like, don't get all you know, don't don't change your outfit. Go outside. So he's like, if you're sleeping in the air conditioning and it's an ice box in your house in the summer, go outside and stand in the muggy, dank heat. If you're snuggled in the warm heater and it's February, go outside and freeze for five minutes. And the combination of the water, the water sort of gets wakes the guts up and goes, oh, there's something to digest here. Let's get moving. Matched with the quick uh, temperature change will make it make you take a dump. And it, it it works. It legitimately will work, I can't swear yeah. like it's every time thing, but most of the time it does work.
2: There ain't nothing worse than being out fishing, and like at eight fifteen, you got a stinky rumbling in your tummy, and you're like, What the fuck am I gonna do you know can is it bad enough that I gotta go or can i can I just you know hold it in, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 a that's, a, that's tough, man. It's well, tough. You know, I, to, yeah. I'm
0: telling you, not only has that tipped, like, I mean, I've kind of, I feel like I've always done that, but it like added like a system to it, but it's, uh, I mean, cut and retie changed my family's life where my nine year old is now.
1: <laughs> and that was <laughs> only episode ever. one. So I guess we're off to a really good start then, you know? So
2: you need a You need a, you need a, 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 a dookie episode or a dookie segment in every episode. Well, uh, I did. I, I did. I'm one full year- of great ideas, Joe. I'm fucking full of them.
1: I did one years ago about a good buddy of mine uh, who, who's a, a hardcore surf fisherman up in Massachusetts and Montauk and stuff. And uh, he used to have to, you know, if you got to go, you got to go. So you'd like kind of waddle over to the sandbar. And he's like, you know, you take your waders down, and you listen for the plop, and it's, it's late at night. But he's like, one time. Didn't hear the plop, and the Dookie went right into the waiters. So I'm like, "What do you do?" He's like, "Took him off, stripped naked, took him off, flipped him inside out, and just wore him inside out, covered in shit." You know, so it, That's it's fucking hardcore. Some That's- people, some people can go anywhere, and God bless them. But how many, how many buddies do you have that, you know, you say, good morning, man, you, you good? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm great, man. It'd be better if I took a shit first, you know? like <laughs> That's a genuine anxiety for some people. and And I've been there, depending on exactly what it is you're doing, where it's like it's go time and you ain't making it happen. It's like just gonna go and suffer the consequences like what what am i gonna and then you do that thing where you're like well there's there's 4 Seven Elevens between here and the boat <laughs> hopefully she lines out with one of them and then it doesn't and you're like well i guess i'm just getting on the boat and i'll you know
0: it's like i don't even know it's how real that's to real, trauma. It's real trauma it is but so so this say hey, i don't like going in public i'm not a big fan of it i'd rather do it in my own comfort and uh, sure. this wasn't even in the outdoors. This was—we uh, just got done being off patrol, and we were in Victoria in a port call, Victoria, British Columbia. We had a hard night of uh, responsible drinking, and uh, the next morning we leave the hotel and we're gonna bum around town. And I gotta go, and I'm like, I can't wait. Like, I'm not gonna go back to the boat early. It's like a 30 minute cab, and then I'm still gonna want to go back out in town. So we we find this brewery. Uh, Really, really great name. It was called the donkey hole. Um, Really (laughs) stupid fucking name for a brewery, but great IPAs. But
1: I don't mind it. I would have got I would have went in with that name.
0: Like like, it it was a big donkey on the sign. It was a giant donkey with like Mm -hmm. its ass hanging out. I was like, all right, we're going to stop there. But I go to use the restroom and I'm doing my business and I'm like, I hate this, but it'll be okay. And I'm done. and I'm ready to do the cleanup process. I forgot to lock the door. So as a 38-year-old man, this like 24-year-old woman comes in as I'm in the process of wiping my ass. And it was the most embarrassing fucking thing that's ever happened
2: to me. When that happens, you just got to look them straight in the fucking eyes and go, seat's taken.
0: (laughs) I looked at her and I went, I'm sorry, because it was bad. It was a whole night of...
1: Why are you sorry? She should have. Well, she she did knock.
0: No, no, no. She didn't knock. She tried the handle. I forgot to lock the door. (laughs) And she went in. But it it was bad. It was a night of IPAs and poutine all night. It was not. Oh,
1: IPAs and poutine. Full gravy?
0: Oh, full gravy every time. Well, there was full gravy. And then I did like a kimchi one. Oh, uh,
1: yes, you did. Awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, um. Yeah, that's great. And then just a circle. So I I did want to hit on like how beautiful it fucking is in South Jersey, because I'm not from here. I'm from Washington State. And I initially thought when I first got stationed out here that it was going to be a shithole. I'd only been to Cape May. That's where the train center is for the Coast Guard. And then I got stationed on Atlantic City and I was like, oh, it's going to be whatever. It's going to suck. This place is fucking gorgeous. It's hidden. Um, I don't want to say it. I mean, people aren't flocking to New Jersey anyways, but you're, they're missing out. It is South Jersey is absolutely stunning.
1: Well, uh, you know, I, I always tell people, you know, we have that armpit of the nation thing going. And, and look, I'm not saying everything's awesome in Jersey. It's not right. Mm-hmm. It's taxes. It's terrible. But that that sort of um, worldview of, of New Jersey, uh, I always tell people it's based on a road. You know, like, what do you mean? I'm like the New Jersey Turnpike runs diagonally from New York City, diagonally splits the state in half and runs down to Philadelphia. Everywhere on that corridor, down that one road is exactly what you think Jersey is supposed to be. It is crowded, it is strip malls, it is refineries, it is train lines, it is exactly the clutter that you expect. You go to the southeast side of the New Jersey Turnpike, you will get lost. I don't you like you're a survivalist people don't think it's possible to like get lost in the woods for a day or two in Jersey. I promise you it is. And then I don't know how much time uh, you spend up North. Maybe none go to the Northwest side, Northwest of that turnpike. I I'll t- I could take you to places that are straight Mayberry. You will think you're in Vermont or something as an example, like the little town of Caliphon, New Jersey on the South branch of the Raritan. I mean, Rambo's deli that has the same creaky ancient wood floors, Paul, there's probably places like that where you live still, like this old butcher block joint, mom and pop deli slinging sandwiches, and you know, they got a little bit of milk and a little bit of juice, and then over here there's you know uh, you know Aunt B's bookstore, and they sell all these old people don't realize that these things exist. and um so yeah, like that center corridor, not awesome, not awesome. Either side of that it blows a lot of people's minds. People are like, there's wild trout where you live I'm like lots of them you want to catch wild brook trout there's a ton of them here um and I, I don't know on one hand I sort of embrace the suck like I embrace I'm proud to be from the New Jersey people think it is I'm like yeah I am and we're all assholes and I'm proud of that but I also love um when I do get that rare opportunity to show somebody um I I've taken some guys from Wisconsin and things like that down down in the south jersey down into the pine barrens and they're like I feel like I'm home dude. Or like in the UP or something here, this is vast. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Um, so I don't know, a little state, a lot to offer. And you know, furthermore, I've said this a billion times too, but it's true. I wouldn't move anywhere else. Uh, reason being that if you, if you look at where we are two to five hours in any given direction, any given direction from where I live, Man, do we have some fishing variety? We have better fishing variety. I'll put it up against anybody in this country, man. Like it's it, the amount of things you can do in a relatively short time in any direction of New Jersey is staggering, you know. Um, and I, I wouldn't change that because I get bored. I'm not a this guy or that guy. I'm a this guy today and a that guy tomorrow.
2: You know. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. Um, you mentioned you did a snakehead trip. What is your uh, your, your thoughts on these things? I know there's. Uh, uh, I was just talking to a buddy of mine, who's from here originally. He's from uh Run-O-Mede, right? Mm-hmm. And he was saying that his dad was saying they're they're pushing in more. And he was like, Is that gonna uh, is that gonna hurt the bass? Because I, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of stuff in Virginia where they're talking about they're not really affecting that bass population, it's just another species there.
1: Yeah. Um look, man, we could we could debate the, the pros and cons of snakeheads all night. It is an unwinnable argument because sort, sort of like everything in the news right now, whatever side you want to be on, you can find news sources to back up what you want to be the answer. Mm-hmm. So to your point, yes, there's there are studies out of Virginia. And uh, I, I don't want to go on about it forever, but I, I've 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 dived into it a little bit. And yes, that's what they're seeing. There's There's sort of a crest. So, um, you know, the snakeheads are raging here in the Potomac for years. Oh, my God. And then it starts to balance out because you got bow fishermen, you got natural you know, predation, you got rod and reel anglers, you have, uh, you know, like sort of things start to balance. And now 20 years later, man, you ask anybody, it ain't easy to catch a snakehead on the Potomac anymore. Really? Now, meanwhile, there are other rivers in Maryland where people are going, everything is dying. Save, Save us. These snakeheads are killing us. No, they're not. You're just in this part of your crescendo and give it a little bit of time. And that's what the biologists are saying. Now, that's going to balance out, too, and that'll come down, too. I'm seeing it on the Delaware River right here, right? Yeah, there's still a lot of snakeheads around here. I had a very bad season. Every year, yeah. I, I catch fewer and fewer, and I see fewer and fewer. It's not that there's, they're not there, and it's not that they're going away, but I think things sort of change. Beyond that, again, because you're, you're never going to win that. My opinion doesn't really matter because somebody else's, they'll say, I'm oh, killing everything. No matter where you are, the, the one thing that I've stood by from the beginning of my sort of love affair with these fish is that uh, the fact remains they are not going away. They are not going away. We are not eradicating them. We are beyond that. Uh, they might their population might go down. It might come way back up, but they are not ever 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 going away. If anything, they will expand, whether through bucket biology or naturally. So uh, why complain about them so hard before you go out and try it? Because unlike something like a you know like an Asian carp what value what's the silver lining to that fish uh from a recreational standpoint none they eat plankton you're not catching them on a fly you're not catching them on a crankbait uh and then we, here's one that like does some pretty badass shit when it chases down a frog and it fights and and I'll put it up against any freshwater fish on the table they are freaking delicious man if you have the opportunity to catch one and eat one blow your mind good i and and this is is a guy who doesn't love freshwater fish like because i grew up coastal i've always had the flounder and the sea bass like that's just what i gravitate to over crappies or walleye snakehead is fantastic but but i i'm like a broken record with this it doesn't matter how much you say this right now your average person who just isn't in the know or doesn't observe how they interact with their fish you know firsthand i mean i see it i'm speaking only to the places i fish for them have I noticed a decline in anything else? Nope. If anything, I've, there's bigger bass. There's bigger yeah. bass. In there. Right. No right. Cause ones. they're, they're, they're calling out the little yeah. tiny ones. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think there's, there's checks and balances happening is
2: what I think. Well, nature will equalize Yeah. Mm-hmm. and other, other pieces of nature typically don't ruin the other parts of nature. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense.
1: Sure. On the no, other it, hand, it
2: on the other hand, Humans will fuck shit up till there ain't nothing left to fuck up.
1: Amen, amen. <laughs> yes,
0: mm-hmm. I, I think uh, one. I wanna I, I want to target them this spring. Um, I, I really want to hit them because I know they're in my area. They're 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 on the Delaware,
2: just a county you over go, from you me. You're gonna have to tie them way better knots if you're going for that. You course. know
1: what? Fuck oh, off! Fuck <laughs> off! Oh. <laughs> I'll I, uh, help you with your knots. Don't listen to My, knots are, <laughs> <fun>. my <laughs>
2: knots are fun. My um, knots are fun. As he casts jig after jig, off, cast after cast.
1: Li-
0: I, d- listen, they were tied on for months, and I should have cut and retied.
1: You have to say snip and retie. I actually have that trademark. Oh, no, shit, I'm you're right. Kidding. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I – uh,
2: yeah, fuck off, Paul. Uh, so – Paul made a, you a, a put funny comment for the world to judge. Your ass will get judged.
0: Uh, when, when I went out today, I just bought uh, those sleeper gills. Right. And uh, the mega bass sleeper gill. It's like a, it's
1: oh, a mega small... bass. That's way too fancy for me. I can't afford that.
0: It's fancy. It's fucking expensive. Um, but if anybody wants to you can go to tackle direct in Egg Harbor Township, they've got a fucking shit ton of them anybody who's looking for him, because nobody can find him. But uh, Paul's comment, uh, I I put something on TikTok, and I was like, hey, any any tips on this? And Paul's fucking comment was uh, tie a good knot or buy more, something (laughs) like that. Uh, So this morning, uh, I I casted it out a couple times. I fucking retied it for no reason, because he's gotten into
2: my head (laughs) that I'm not tying fucking knots properly. I'm just trying to learn you. I'm trying to learn you, bud.
1: what's your not a choice what not is failing none of them are failing it well i mean yes obviously they are
2: failing (laughs) uh,
0: every time it happened it's because uh it it was bait casting gear and was a bird's nest Mm -hmm. not a big one but it's because when it happened and when i put it out on facebook or on on youtube i hadn't fished in like months like Mm -hmm. six months at that time and i literally just threw all the gear in the kayak and went out I didn't check anything. I didn't retie anything, which I fucking probably should have. I do feel really bad. Cause this guy sent me some jigs that he handmade for me or made for me. And I fucking yeeted that thing first cast, like all the way into this motherfucker's yard. And it was like gone. It was in Camden County. That's how fucking far. It was. So
1: it wasn't the knot. What'd well, you snap your line? Cause you had a, a, a jam in there. Is that what happened?
0: It was uh yeah. Like it, it's just cause the gear hadn't moved. Like I think, I think it was just off on the spool, but yeah, I mean, the not So did what fail. you're saying is the, the knot, knot did not, fail.
2: What but, you're saying is your not sucks, but you can't cast what the fuck either.
0: Correct. You're right. After six months <laughs> of serving your country, keeping your freedom strong, Paul. That's a good comeback.
1: You can't we can't recover from that. Right.
0: Listen, <laughs> no, just so but, we're, we're just so we're clear we're gonna no, cut this right it's, now. It's, Paul is making fun of me, and that it means that Paul hates the troops. So we'll make sure that that's <laughs> not <laughs> Uh, no. And these fucking knots. And what's funny is, uh, you're very nice about it. And everybody on TikTok was too. They're like, Oh, we heard you got roasted. Cause not only did Paul roast me, he roasted me on my own podcast when I wasn't on that episode.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's a good move though. Can't defend yourself. He, that's when you roast somebody.
2: Yeah. But he, he left me unattended. It's his own fucking fault. He left me full reign and control.
1: hmm hmm <laughs> All right, so Joe. One of, we're oh, know, go ahead. One,
2: yep. the things, one of the things I wanted to circle back on, you mentioned all these, your Facebook page and these different podcasts and all these, these uh, platforms that you grew and that you've grown your Instagram channel. That's numerous ones. A lot of people can't grow one or mm-hmm. they grow one and they can't get past that. And when Facebook starts to dwindle down, they dwindle down. How have you been able to, to grow so many different aspects of the social media in different platforms? Like what's been some of the catalysts that's that's made you do that?
1: Well, uh, if you're looking for a technical answer, I don't have one. The the true answer is mm-hmm. I don't know. But the mm-hmm. follow-up to that is uh, you know, my my i I I said earlier, I do believe that in uh social media was invented for social interaction with other people. That's what it was invented for. And um, it, 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 it is important to me that if somebody likes what I do or is taking the time to look at what I'm doing and comments or has something to say or messages me, I, I try extremely hard to, at minimum, like your comment So, you know, I saw it because mm-hmm. I did or respond to your message because I did, uh, you know, because I saw it. And I, you know, I've been on so many podcasts, people are like, well, what's your specialty? Is it writing or video? Really? I, what, what I think it is and what I enjoy the most, it's creating community, which sounds weird. And especially in this world, it's like, well, great. How do we monetize that? That's not a video series. Oh yeah, I get it. I get it. But I don't think that way. I don't, I hate numbers, man. I don't think in numbers. I just don't. So, you know, I always try and make these these spaces, you know, that starts with the video, starts with a podcast. And then there's the social side of it where the people who like that video and podcast sort of digitally hang out. And Mm -hmm. I'm engaged in that. I'm there hanging out, too. It's not just a blind thing. I throw something on and like see in a week like I do. I check all the time. I enjoy it. That's why I'm on your podcast, man. I just like talking to, to fun, fishy people. And I have that same attitude about that. And you know, I'm I'm not I'm certainly not bragging about it, and I'm I'm the furthest thing from any sort of genius. I don't know how to crack algorithms or any of that shit. But I attribute- <laughs> neither uh, neither do those fucking
2: geniuses either. Well, I know I, I love to hear this- Jim Bob down here talk about the goddamn algorithm. This motherfucker can't even spell it. You know, he ain't got a he ain't his grammar <laughs> on his post ain't got the first word spelled right or none of this shit. He talking about a fucking algorithm.
1: Yeah, well, continue, continue. <laughs> I you know, I, I honestly with the the old hookshots Facebook page all those years ago, I'm still flabbergasted because I swear nobody, not me or Field and Stream, at least not that I'm aware of, uh, ever, ever boosted a thing. I just posted what I wanted. I had a regimented schedule. I engaged with people, I commented, I made sure you knew I was watching. Like I'm it's nice, it's not a mindless thing, and you are not. A number to me, like if you're engaged and want to talk, man, it might take me a little time if I'm yeah. busy, but I will get back to you. Um, that's Did my you secret, said- but I don't. But I don't even know if that's a secret. I don't. I don't. I'm not an expert, so I can't even tell you if that's why some of these things have worked. It's just, I just. Back to the point about the people going on and on and on about ah oh, you you don't want to promote photos anymore Instagram who's got time for that shit I'm just still gonna just keep doing what makes me happy and what I think my 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 following likes to see and on we go and we have a good time i don't i don't want to talk about what doesn't work or what or what these numbers are i don't give a shit we're having fun talking right now you know what i mean i i don't care what your podcast numbers are it makes no difference to me i don't you know somebody else would be like oh well come on your show uh, what's your reach i don't give a shit dude you guys are funny guys yeah. i don't care i don't care you know do you so. think
2: the interaction that you give and so look at it from this standpoint right take professional athletes when somebody gets to meet a professional athlete and get a signature mm-hmm. to them. That's a highlight of their year. Probably. Mm-hmm. Do you think that some of the community you've built and the interaction you give them gives them that star struck idea that, man, you know, I look up to this guy, this guy's fun. He, he liked my comment. He commented back and, th- and that gets them that gets them more involved and that gets them more into like coming back for your stuff because they feel like that y'all have a personal connection just from a like or a response.
1: Sure. But the way you're presenting that makes it sound like I'm doing that as a calculated effort. Like this is sort of like my sneaky plan to make all this work out for me. And if that is the result of that, Great. I I routinely get people send me messages and emails and things and they're like, "Oh my god, dude, I can't believe you responded." And I'm like, "Dude, don't. I respond to everybody." And I, and I mean that. So, I if there's some of that that works for the advantage in terms of growing the little online digital whatever community that I I try and build around what I do, that's great, but my god, I can't if I if I sort of ever Thought about that too hard and and got in my own head that like I'm a hero to some No, I'm not, dude. I I, I have a little bit ma- la- louder megaphone than a lot of people because of my job and who I've worked for. I, I'm one of you dudes. Like I am not. I am not. I am sure as shit not a better fisherman than anybody. What I am not is a professional fisherman. You know what I mean? And it's 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 not the fish that I'm about. It's about the stories that happened around the fish. And I, it is it is what happened. The, the terrible things that happened on the way to the fish in a motel room somewhere. When we broke down, I'm, I'm in love with the the totality of the fishing experience, whether that's fly or bait Duncan or going offshore, whatever it may be. So um, yeah, I mean, certainly I hope that, 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 that's, people find that uplifting the, the, the communication there. And, and, it, but I I, I don't ever want anybody to think that, like, that's some calculated, like, this is my, this is how I'm going to take over. No, man, I'm just doing, I'm just doing what I do. And I'm so grateful for every, every, every single person that listens to Cut and Retie. I I, I can't say enough. I am as into it whether a thousand people are listening or a hundred. I don't care. I don't, you say that
2: shit all the time. We would still record an episode a week if we had two listeners and they were our wives, even though my wife, has never and will never listen to this podcast, but <laughs> both of my wives will. Thing.
1: If you, <laughs> if, you if, if, if if you start just no matter what you do, it doesn't matter if it's a music blog podcast, cook it makes no difference. If you go into it and your straight goal is like, I need to hit this number. Mm-hmm. I am about some numbers, and if I I'm a success when I hit this number man, you're doing shit for the wrong reasons, or you're not going to fail. you're going to fail. I look at mm-hmm. people that I consider successful. Um, came into it with a very laid back attitude about it. I'm, I'm doing what I love. Like it's kind of the old saying of do what you love and the rest will fall into place. I don't know if that's true yet. I just got started doing my own thing with <laughs> cut and retie. But, but uh, I love the idea of that. It's certainly more uplifting to me than, uh, -hmm. Well, if you hit two hundred thousand downloads a month, maybe somebody will talk to you on the like. Dude, come on, you know. I just i i can't be driven. That doesn't drive me. I can't. I can't. You know. Yeah this this get this this
2: response. This guy gets a double line through. We will never ask him again because we were too small. And when we got too big, that's when they wanted to have a piece of that pie. Hell no! Go get your own fucking pie
1: yeah you know um and 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 to that end you know i have i have uh, old town is partnered with me on cut and retie and i'm grateful for that because they're they're pure faith right i i they, they jumped mm-hmm. in feet first i didn't have a podcast yet they were they were buying in and backing me based on what i said i was going to do and mm-hmm. if anybody thinks i don't appreciate and respect that and am honored by that uh very wrong because i am and of course you you, you you want people you work with to be happy, but it's just also I, I, the day that I'm, I'm purely driven by numbers. I don't know, man. Then it's like, do you hang it up? Because it's not I, fun anymore. I think that's why
2: you see a lot of podcasts come up they have a few episodes and then they dwindle off and then they throw one out here and there and mm-hmm. then they disappear. Yeah. It's because they started a podcast because they listened to podcasts and saw this and that. And, it didn't first of all, it's way more fucking work than you would ever imagine, yeah, even as simple huh. as even as simple as we do it here mm-hmm. but then they they don't have that immediate uh what's the word I know I'm forgetting the word gratification uh, gratification, that immediate gratification of all these listeners mm-hmm. and it starts to just you know, why the hell am I doing this shit? Well, they're not having fun doing it.
1: You're doing it for the wrong reason to begin with then. The wrong reason. You're doing it for the the wrong reason. Most people shouldn't
0: be doing this for money, right? Like, if you're going (laughs) to do this, you're not going to make any
1: fucking money, right? I I knew that 17 years ago. I'm like, well, I'm (laughs) going to make shit, but I'm going to have a good time. I mean, (laughs) my business is not a money business, man. Hell no.
2: We come on here, drink beer, talk shit, talk fishing. That's it. Because- we
1: do
0: i've gotten a bunch of dms where they're like hey i want to start a podcast you guys are making money and you're just drinking beers bullshitting we're not making fucking money like it'd be great you guys want to send us some money like yeah. fuck it yeah the page have some page money i'd up.
1: like to have it i'll take it I we know. all want
0: money but th- th- i mean that's not why we do it um and-, and paul is right like we do this we would still do this if nobody listened i think uh me and Paul got some big things coming up in 2023 in the show, and that's due to our fans. And it's like that community that we are so appreciative of we yeah. over here at uh, what what do they call it now, Paul? Bab? Is it Bab? The or BAB B&B? cast. The Babcast. Fucking Tory. I don't know if I like that Tory. <laughs> but anyways, all of our brewskies. <laughs> right? Oh, oh, I'm Bass I'm, and Brews. Bass and Brews. Writer, I
1: like letter. I'm like, what's Bab? And I yeah. just look down the thing. Bab, got it.
0: Got it. got it, got it, got it, right. Uh, yeah, but, like, the, the Brewskis that are out there, like, the, these are just normal folks, and they're normal folks, just like we are, and they are so fucking cool to talk with, Um, and they're awesome, and they want to make me and Paul do better for them, get better guests on. Not that any of our guests have been bad. I take that back. We've had one bad guest, uh, but other than that, like, it's uh, it's fucking cool to do all this. It's cool to use social media for the right reason and to... As Paul said, it me and him circle all the way back. You said you don't have the uh, like how you build these communities. You were like, I don't know how you did it was by being authentic, and I think that's what well, everybody uh, could take from this, right? Like, and I'm, glad, be I'm glad you
1: said that because I'm, I'm struggling with explain. I am I'm, I'm, I'm struggling sort of as weird as it sounds with with this this topic because again what you guys are saying I did is what I do. But when you hear it broken down like that, it sounds like a business plan nope. and that's, and, and you, you hit the nail nope. right on the head. Um, I, 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 get reached out to you by so many young people. Ah, oh, dude, how, how do I do what you do? How do I do right. Well, there's step one, whether you're in it for the numbers, I guess, or whatever, if you're not authentic about what you're doing, you're screwed. And that mm-hmm. is who fails. Um, you know, and, and, and to that point with podcasting in particular, um, you see these new podcasts pop up and they go right for big names. I want big name. Mm-hmm. Well, dude podcast works. Cause they like the host first and foremost, they got to like you and then who you have on becomes less critical. So you could have, you know, Hank Parker on if, if you suck and don't know how to ask him good <laughs> questions. It's kind of what? irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and 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 in, in fishing, as you guys know, like in many other businesses, there's just this overwhelming drive to use that sport to turn themselves into something that they are not. The amount of people I know who I'm just like, bro, if you were just the dude I'm sitting at the Chuck E. Cheese with on your show... <laughs> Way more people would be down with. Wait, what wait. Doing.
0: Let's uh, roll back here, Joe. How many? Uh, how many dudes are you hanging out with at uh, Chuck E. Cheese? A lot, or is this like a normal thing for you? Is this
1: a Bucks County thing? You guys just every Thursday we call ourselves the Ball Pit Club, and uh, <laughs> picked the wrong thing. You know, I was thinking chilies and I fucked up and said Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, but I'll own it.
0: I'll own it. I'm writing down notes. Care. That that one's definitely getting snipped for social media, <laughs> right there. Uh, Joe Mine. loves Chuck E. Cheese.
1: <laughs> well, I just love pizza, and they have it. Although I think the the, the new Chuck E. is less scary than the Chuck E. of my youth. Who would like, remember those puppets they used to have in it there? Was you're so like, oh, bad. It's so
2: scary. It? Yeah. So, so scary. We have,
1: so I was we going have for them. Chili's. I was going for Chili's, but I'm owning it. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. You guys want to go Chuck E. Cheese, I'm buying. Yeah,
2: We don't have to. Listen, e. hold on real pizza. quick. Hold it on, hold on, Paul. No,
0: hold on. we got to gotta have cool Joe up. back on again, but we're going to have to find uh, somewhere where he can get to, and we're going to record the whole episode out of Chuck E. Cheese. That's going to be the
1: thing. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing about that you brought, you just said that, I was like, well, there's one down the street from me. But then I'm like, is there? I, I actually can't confirm for all I know that closed down like 12 years ago. I'm not. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese might be harder to find than Roy Rogers right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, Paul, go ahead. What was your.
2: Oh, I, I was just saying we didn't have Chuck E. Cheese. So we only went when we had showbiz pizza and it was two and a half hours away. So we only we only got to go there once, you know, during the summer. But it was the big old gorilla and shit. We didn't have the big rat. And then Chuck E. Cheese bought out Showbiz, and the rat came around. But I was too old to go anymore after that.
0: Well, obviously you're not too old. Joe still goes to uh, Chuck E. Cheese with his friends, so <laughs> you'll be all right. Is it
1: too late to throw in? Like, I bring my kids. I already screwed up. Like, anyway. <laughs> Wait, you can you can add on kids you're right after right church. Yeah. No.
2: <laughs> well, real quick, back to the often. Authenticity side of it, and what you're what you're saying that, and how you said it made it sound like it was a business plan. Yeah, and how when you broke it down, that's that's you don't know how to describe it. But as we ask these questions and you start thinking about, it's like, damn, it sounds like a business plan. That's the organic, authentic side of it. Is that you? You're doing that because it's inherent. I guess I don't know. It's just it's better is who you are so you're just being who you are and the people that are taking in the content taking in the podcast and all the stuff that you're doing it they think that there's so much more to it but it's, it's just really you being you
1: yeah and if if there's any like business plan to me it's it's the business plan is do things that portray fishing less seriously like if there's a mm-hmm. business plan, it's mm-hmm. like, why do we got to be so serious about this shit all the time? It's fishing. Right. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't mean anything by that. It's just, it's just funny cause I give you guys credit. Like you ask those questions and, and nobody's really ever sort of presented it that way before. And as I'm answering, I'm like, well, this sounds like, like a, like a, like a, like a Tony Robbins business plan. And like, it's totally not, you know, it
2: sounds like that to you because you're, analyzing what you're saying as you say it and breaking it down but to us and the people listening they're they're just hearing how you be been able to be successful at it and I, what, what they take away is just fuck i'm just being i don't know what i'm doing well, i'm just I, being myself i'm it's analyzed i
1: analyze myself 24 7 and we're gonna hang up eventually and i'm gonna go fucking chuck e cheese you <laughs> fucking <laughs> dumbass. i'm not gonna sleep i'm not gonna sleep tonight <laughs> or or here's what you do. You spin it around, and if, like, my people watch this and latch onto that, then I'm like, I'm going to make some kind of Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> knockoff T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta, you're gotta, welcome. Gotta, Bass and yeah, Bruce yeah.
0: will take a 1% cut of the Chuck <laughs> We'll,
1: we'll collab on one, maybe, someday Perfect. down the road.
0: Perfect. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Yep. That's that's one of the gold moments of bass and brews. We've had quite a few. <laughs> that one is definitely well, that one's definitely got its own little cake over there in the cake box.
1: Yeah. I'm not, t- even, t- I'm not even t- 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 I'm not even drinking tonight. I'm drinking water like a like a lame ass. <laughs> like imagine if I had put down a tall boy, what where, where, where I would have said we were hanging that's out. You know? it sounds like we need to do a new episode. Would you drink in a 40 a mill high life,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, we could we could arrange that. Yeah.
1: Sure. <laughs>
0: Why not? <laughs> All right, Joe. Like every good night, there's got to be a last call. Uh, we don't do segments here. Uh, but in true uh, except Bass for, and Brews. for
2: this last segment. In true Bass <laughs> and Brews
0: form also, I'm going to uh, surprise Paul with uh, it's now time oh. for Bass and Brews last call instead of shotgun round. That's what we're going to call it now, Paul. Why the Bass fuck? and Brews last call. Joe, Doesn't that sound on, better, Joe? Joe, Joe, Joe you you're think? about
2: to have... You're about to have work podcast husband bullshittery going right here. Every time you want to change this motherfucker to something else, yeah. it it doesn't work. It's the shotgun round. Yeah, but I like Bass
0: and Brew's last call because it's like fits on brand, don't you think?
2: Well, what oh, the par- fuck is the shotgun? Pardon what? me? You shotgun pardon. a beer or a white-claw soda? Oh, service?
1: shit, you're right. Yeah, I that's I, I kinda got a back Paul, but without even yeah. knowing what's about to happen. Yeah. If it's some kind of rat <laughs> is it some kind of rapid fire thing? One hundred percent. Yeah. How do you not go shotgun, dude? Shotgun a beer. All right. Well, I'm really sorry. I just I have no, to it's agree fine. with him. Man, yeah. No, no, no. We'll beer right now. beer bong doesn't really work. Beer helmet, <laughs> that's kind of clunky off the tongue. You know it what is. I mean? But
0: no, yeah. all right. Well, we're gonna do the shotgun round. Uh We have
2: some. <laughs> this is the third time. Hashtag winning. Him.
1: Yeah. Dude, uh, this is
2: the third time I have fucked up his most glorious time. Love to it. Rename this last round. Guess, uh, but
1: we'll cut, cut the Chuck E. Cheese shit, and we'll go back and say we should do it <laughs> your way. Look before no, we get this, to it. This is it. the
2: Chuck E. Cheese round. We have won Chuck a, Cheese like, round. pockets. Pockets full of tickets, and we're going for that fucking bow and arrow at the top rack. That's what we're going with our tickets to get.
0: But before we get there, I want you to uh, have a chance to uh, promote whatever you'd like right now because uh, your answers are going to be scrutinized heavily yeah. by the uh, by the Brewskis. <laughs> they are going to judge you personally for your answers, and we have uh, sunk one podcast uh due to their answers. So wait
1: a minute. Well, wait, wait. You've <laughs> sunk one podcast? What no, well, so it? we had just, uh
2: we had somebody on, they answered their questions and their podcast ended like two, three weeks later. <laughs> it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault, but he never
0: recorded again after Bass and Brews. So I can only he had some dumb uh
2: picks. Hmm. So anyway. Anyway, it's but not yeah. as bad as Alex makes it sound. <laughs> but you will it's get really chastised. Nice. probably maybe depends <sighs> on how bad the questions your answers are all
1: right i i'm in i'll play so uh <laughs> cut cut and retie is my podcast it is uh available anywhere you want it to be as i like to say there will always be the one weirdo who's like is it here i'm like oh, fuck, dude. I'll, okay i'll make it there you're the one dude that listens on the samsung app I'll make sure it's there but uh we, we we are we are weekly i i am post uh, every friday 5 a.m eastern and um we've, we've been having a good time
2: hey that's perfect i'm laughing when guys, because of alex
0: when, when, when you guys uh get done with bass and brews that releases on friday at 5 a.m go right to cutting time
1: or vice versa, whatever. No, yeah. I'm kidding. so yeah. So uh yeah, love 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 to pick up some some bass and bruised people. So um ahead, unless unless there. you guys just sink me and uh, in which case it was uh, good podcasting with you guys. Listen, we can't sink and
2: Alex's tagline is a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah, and we are a rising tide, even though it's filled with shit, it's still rising. Your boat will lift.
1: Okay.
0: Listen, I want all the brewskis right now, like a call to action, right? I want you guys to go listen to cut and retie. If you guys like it, which you will, but if you like it, make sure to leave it like a review on Apple. But I want in those comments, I want you to say that you're coming from Bass and Brews. I think, Just I so think, I,
1: I think that's fair, and and I will, I will reciprocate um, oh. for for every Bass and Brews comment that I see in reviews uh I, i'll uh, i'll do a little bass and brew shout out down. i'm now i'm a few episodes ahead but when we get there down the line yeah, yeah. um i will uh shout out the the brewskies is that what you called them yep brewskies <laughs> brewskies
2: we're are gonna guys, be rich
1: are you guys no effects fans i am okay I'm a uh, you know, do you, know do you know the song the Bruce? i do yeah that should be their anthem so any of your listeners if you're a brewski and you don't know the bruise by no effects you need to You'll get on that it. Go it's find a, it a great song, yeah,
2: dude. I never can no that. like DOS effects. What's that? Is no effects like DOS FX? I
1: don't know. That, that sounds, don't know sounds like, like a...
2: DOS it was like a um early 90s, mid 90s rap group, DOS effects, D A S E F X, I believe. They they had to be from Jersey because they wrapped it. About sounds like an early version of, of
1: Print Shop on PC. Like, oh, I made this on <laughs> DOS effects. <FX." laughs> I'll look them up though. I like weird music, man. I'm all over the place with tunes. Were they good, or you have no idea? You just remember. Oh the yeah,
2: they were good. But it's like mid '90s, early mid '90s rap.
1: Like Two Live Crew, good or Warren G, good.
2: I don't know who Two Live Crew is, but it's better than Warren G.
1: What? <laughs> all right, you're gonna wait, have wait, to wait, oh, Listen, listen to some I'm Two Live Crew. Head. Not around the childrens. Yeah. Not around no, the children no, no. alone <laughs> by yourself in a truck at like a Walmart parking lot. Windows closed.
2: So it's like ICP.
1: I would I would posit that it's worse than ICP. <laughs> Damn. I
0: don't know stuff. if it's worse
1: than ICP. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's an ICP, so I can't compare. But <laughs> I just know that
0: uh, Wild Bill from Hooks at Hoodlums is a huge uh, juggalo. So uh, we, we should probably have him on the show to talk about ICP. <laughs> This thing derailed already. So let's do the uh, last call shotgun round. Oh, my God. (laughs) That sounds awful. Anyways. All right. These are going to be rapid fire questions. Uh, And uh, the big thing on this, uh, none of this bullshit of, well, it it matters on the conditions. Maybe, maybe this. We just want your right off the cuff answer on it. And again. Uh, I'd like to say that the brewskis are nice, but they're not, so they're going to judge you uh, solely on these answers.
1: Can I ask one question before you start? Is this yeah. all bass fishing related? Uh, no. Kind of. <laughs> Barely
2: any of it's bass fishing, actually. Okay. Okay. Most okay. of it. Actually, most of it is. Is Okay. Fishing okay. related. It's fishing, yeah.
1: All right. Bring it. All right. Bring so
0: uh, Texas or Wacky Rig? Wacky Rig. My man. Um, Oh, Shit, I'm trying to remember these questions.
1: Uh, uh, Crocs on the way flops? to the lake,
0: yeah, crocker flops, Crocs or flops?
1: Oh, flops, Crocs, absolutely never, never on oh, the. Yeah, bo- uh, sorry, sorry.
0: You're on your way to the lake. Is it slow jams or is it hype music?
1: Mm, on the way to any water is hype music.
0: All right. Oh. Have you ever eaten beaver?
1: <laughs> sure yes okay I, that's set. we
2: we have we have a lot of this i grew up again in south carolina i've got a lot of beaver
1: uh-huh right
2: i've eaten beaver and so this question circulated one day because i, I can't remember who it was It country boy creek i don't know no carolina boy but i can't remember but yeah Beaver's delicious. You cook it just Maybe? like you would a pig or a Boston butt, and you shred it, and you barbecue it, and that shit is delicious.
1: I have had tail once, like a taste, and I did not care for it. Did not, not like it. Yeah, no. that's not the shit
2: that – yeah, somebody fucked with you on that because the tail is – I mean, that's like – It's, gri- it's gristle.
1: It's gri- it's sh-
2: yeah. Gristle. It's like he's <laughs> – Are you going
0: to spend more on a rod or are you going to spend more on a Reel.
1: <laughs> reel
2: okay paul, that's that salt one? water that's that salt water coming out there yeah, yeah most it absolutely of the- is uh
0: i'm trying to remember all
2: these paul why don't you here. have the why don't you have the while alex is going this paul is that it's that up whole up not
1: writing things down part coming to haunt you No right shit, the man.
2: only thing i have written down is these questions so i don't look like a fool like him pineapple on <laughs> pizza yes or no oh
1: That is like a sin worse than death, my friend. Pineapple. (laughs) Uh, In a,
0: in a three-hour session, um, you're bass fishing. You're out there, right? Uh, This will be a bass-specific one. Would you rather have five two-pounders or one seven-pounder?
1: Honestly, one seven-pounder. Uh, you said I can't expand. If we're talking largemouth, I'd rather have one seven-pounder.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, you we'll can expand it. after you answer the question.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, because I'm more of a smallmouth guy. Like, my my okay. bass fishing, like, what I'm in love with is moving water smallmouth. I do that gotcha. a lot. Mm. And when I'm floating a river, like, yeah, it's nice to catch big ones. But, you know, you're out there in the summer throwing poppers or whatever. I don't mind some rock'em, them I want some numbers. But because I just don't do that much largemouth fishing – if, if I were to go somewhere that was known for big fish and like, here's a special place or whatever. And given that choice, even hell, even if it's an after, after uh, lawn mowing session for a couple hours and somebody mm-hmm. said you want five, two pounders or one seven today, take the seven,
0: take the seven. All right. Um, and I think, uh, do, okay. Uh, I'm looking at the notes now because I'm a professional, <laughs> uh, have you ever eaten large mouth? No, no. Do you eat largemouth? Do you mouth?
1: eat largemouth? Jesus. Uh no, I don't. Have I? Yes. But do I? Like because like by choice? No. All right. Mm-mm.
2: But you've already prefaced this numerous times. You don't right. like freshwater fish. So I, well,
1: no no. I just to to save that. It's not that I dislike it. I'm just saying where I live, it's not that difficult to get your hands on saltwater fish. So it's not it, my mm. preference. And largemouth, I ate largemouth because okay. I was Sort of forced to shoot a how to fillet a largemouth video at Field and Stream. I'm like, all right, I guess I got to fry it up. And not that, not that it was, it was bad, but you know, I think like bluegill and crappie taste better than a largemouth, in my opinion. I,
0: I I get a bunch of comments because I catch a bunch of crappie, right? And they're like, why don't you cook those up? I'm so close to getting like fluke and striper and even those puffer fish are like delicious. They like, are I'd much chicken rather Chicken
1: man! It's like chicken wings of the sea. Oh, dude, yep.
0: They, they love like yeah. They're they're wonderful. I'd much rather eat that than uh, crappie. Um, the most important question. God, uh, this is uh, the one where has tripped up many of folks. What did I miss? You're forgetting. The Alex, Alex Rudd, Rudd is not a bass fisherman. He doesn't know that. Do you,
2: Alex, do you know who Alex, Alex Rudd is, Joe? Rudd.
1: I don't. It yeah, doesn't matter.
2: You have to answer the question. Alex Rudd is the overrated or underrated?
1: Come on, man! I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I know the name, but I don't know shit about. I do not follow pro bass fishing. Like okay. I'm, I'm not interested in. <laughs> he's, he's not even he's a pro semi-pro. bass fisherman. Is he? he's, he's semi-pro.
2: You have to listen to our episode with him. He's semi-pro. <laughs> he ain't pro. He's okay. a YouTuber.
0: He's a okay. he's a fishing, a stole- uh, bass fishing YouTuber. He's been on the show a bunch, but he runs a segment on his show. Uh, of an over overrated underrated, and we made the joke. He's been on our show a couple times, and we were like, "Well, fuck it. When the bass guys come on, we're gonna ask them if you're overrated or underrated."
1: <laughs> I, I I feel guilty. I wish I could be in on the joke because okay. I, I love yeah. that kind of thing. But I yeah. just and no disrespect to, to Alex, I, I I'm just not super plugged into the players in the bass scene, tournament or YouTube or otherwise. <laughs> Large mouth is not my main jam. Nope, just not that's why
0: I tried game. to skip the question, but Jabberhammer wanted to continue it on.
1: <laughs> he, he's
0: really—he's uh, really the anchor of the show. By that, I mean he's what
2: drags it down. Ha. Huh. Yeah. I'm, just I'm. I'm. I'm also. I'm also like two Alexes <laughs> wide and four Alex's tall. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Every uh, and, and this is the hottest topic here, all right. So, every fisherman loves a sandwich. What are your top three sandwich proteins?
1: Top three sandwich proteins. Uh, man, I'm a Jersey guy, so you, you can't beat an Italian. I mean, that's like the gold mm. standard. Okay. Uh, however, you want to hear something funny? you we said top three? So, this plays right in if I'm getting an Italian. It's going to be from Basio's Deli or some mom and pop joint where I know they make a damn fine Italian with the best gabagool and capicola, right? There you go. But mm. then conversely, number 2 would be a Subway tuna sandwich, which I freaking <laughs> and I give the a shit fuck? I give a shit about the whole news thing. That could be I don't care what it is. I don't care it could be plant protein, I don't give a shit. You get a you get a Subway tuna Italian urban cheese, a little southwest sauce, pickles, onions, uh, black olives. I, it's one of those things. It's like you're in the mood for a really great burger, right? You're You're either cooking yourself a great burger on the grill mm-hmm. or whatever. You're in the mood for Burger King. You're in the mood for Burger King. That is yeah. not the same as I'm in the mood for a burger. And sometimes, man, I just want whatever the fuck that mystery tuna shit is in a Subway sandwich. <laughs> I love a tuna Subway. All right. And uh, <laughs> and yeah number 3 number 3 I'm kind of lame like I, I if I'm not it's not mood for italian I'll, I'll go to turkey sub turkey sub It's perfect Yeah
0: you, you know what I think it's funny Do do you remember when subway used to have the
1: seafood salad Uh well I I I don't remember it but I know of it because the whole tuna sub thing I'm going to hear about that from any of my people that watch this because that was a long standing bent thing. Like there were multiple episodes where tuna tuna subs just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. Um, And we had I don't know if you guys know who Brad Leone is. uh, Pretty famous chef with Bon Appetit. Cool dude. Fisherman. He was on Bent a few times. And we did a very similar thing to this. We did a trivia thing. And, you know, because I I just want to be a dick. I made it. He's all about fast food. So I'm like, here's a guy that doesn't eat any fast food. He's like an awesome (laughs) chef. And it, one of these was like, which of these things didn't actually exist? And there was one fake, but one of the real ones was like the Subway seafood, seafood salad. salad. And there was a Taco Bell seafood salad, research shows. Mm. Yeah. There was. The,
0: the the Subway one, though, was, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, it was money. It was like that imitation Crab, yeah, and that's bollock. good.
1: I don't care what that is either. It's delicious. I haven't eaten that since I was a kid. I love fresh fish, but you put the little bowl of that <sighs> fake shit in imitation? front of me with some cocktail sauce, I'll eat it. Oh, but but okay. it,
0: it was a whole, like, the the protein was that imitation with mayo and cocktail sauce and chunks of celery,
2: and they'd line it all up. You Wonderful. Know, it was money. Wonderful. Money. Hey, we hey, we going go to go the next about four years with eating duck butt fucking imitation crab because there ain't no crab coming out of Alaska.
1: Yeah, we're already, yeah, we're already winning because we
0: like it. I mean, there's – oh, all right. I mean, so there's crab coming out of Alaska. Just because they close the season early doesn't mean there's no crab coming out, Paul. Like, they close the season early because they hit their quota.
1: I think that's a sad thing, but also – Asked me the last time I was in a financial position to order the Alaskan king crab at the Red Lobster. <laughs> it's been a while. So, like, I'm just know, saying I just, just left, left the boat. Some, some really rich people are going to be upset about I, that. But I, don't, I no, 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 no no, hold no, hold no, hold there's no, you, no, no. Let me people.
2: finish. Let me finish. I saw a tick tock and the person had a comment. Why do you always use imitation crab bait? And the person was like, who the fuck do you think I am? I can't be going out buying real crab meat and cooking all these damn meals on TikTok.
1: Yeah. You, what you think? I'm on TikTok. I ain't rich. I should I should say, though, in fairness to that, like King Crab, that's like, I, I you know, King Crab is King Crab. But the Opelios, if I'm not mistaken, are the ones that they used to stock up the Chinese food buffets with. And I don't right. know about yeah. you guys, but back in the day, like Money. college, like you would go there and mm-hmm. – Multiple times in my life, my friends and I have walked in there at five o'clock and closed the shit down, and it's like nine thirty, and they're like, "You guys have to go," and I'm like, "No, no, no, you have to bring out another crab of of, a tray of crab legs." And I, I'm pretty sure those are the Apelios. So if those are the Apelios, they're in trouble. I understand why. I get it. Like those, I get. So you know, just just, just real
0: quick disclaimer: the crab industry is not in trouble, yeah, at all. Yeah, their 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 season got closed early because they hit their quota for the year. That didn't change from the last ten years. Right. There's a lot of bullshit coming out. Literally, I literally i i left the boat. What do Dutch you know? Harbor you were you were over there
2: for four months. What do you? Yeah, know?
0: I, exactly. So <laughs> we left. They had already hit their quota. There was no weird stuff of anything else. They hit their quota early. the The crab population is rebounding immensely up there which is great to see but that means that the crab scene is going to be shorter so like some fishermen are going to get paid less because they're not out as long but they're, right. they're hitting their quota earlier
1: it's the same thing they do with bluefin out here it's like you go yeah. until you hit it and then you're done and like you better yeah. hope you were in the mix to get your money early you know so yeah
0: but Joe, it was uh it was great having you on, man. I super appreciate
1: it. This was really fun, man. You guys you guys are a blast. I'll come on anytime, you know, and oh, then and then yeah. we'll record one at the place that sells the pickerel balls. Fuck yeah, dude. it, absolutely. Like yeah. Yeah. And maybe um, we'll we'll hit Lake Lenape together and figure something out together. I'll be a guinea pig. I mean,
0: uh you might figure something out. I won't because uh, I'm not really good. I fucking hate like
1: Well, I I my, dude, still water is my weakness. Like yeah. I, the, the thing that I fish the least of is big lakes. I, yeah. I like small ponds, but I'm a moving water man. So we'll stumble through it together. Mm-hmm.
0: I want to see you. Forward. I mean, you are sponsored your show by Old Town, so Hopefully you got a kayak from them. And, oh, I do. Uh,
1: we can we can do that game we, too. Yeah,
0: we could also do River X. Uh, some of the spots we talked about earlier put you on some big uh,
1: either some big or, water man. wolves
2: and uh, and greenbacks.
1: Either or, anytime you're ready.
2: Y'all need to come but, down here. We're catching 30 thirty pound bags in in the in the Raleigh Lakes.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you also just said it's two hours to a piece of pizza where you live or something like that, didn't ah, you? No, I, <laughs> no, I no, no, no. It was that's two that...
0: hours to a oh. Chuck E. Cheese, and we know that. Oh, okay. a, uh, oh,
1: a, a oh, oh man, for, I'm glad yeah. we clarified, because I just assumed the way you told that story that that was your only pizza, <laughs> the Gorilla the gorilla Cheese, and but it was two was, hours that away. that was
2: like 30 years ago. I'm, in, <laughs> yeah. I'm not in South Carolina anymore. I'm in North Carolina. We in Raleigh. I, matter of huh. fact, I don't even know if they got a fucking Chuck E. Cheese around here. Well, but... you
1: at least got a Little Caesars, I'm sure.
2: Hey, I'll get us some beaver to eat. How about that?
0: <laughs> sure. All right, Joe, yeah. hang out for a minute. But uh, before we end, super important message. Um, so, Paul, I mean, it's really – it's super rude. And I know it's a personal message, but –